Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. <laughs> yes! The podcast of the year. That's right. Fastest growing, syndicated, Series XM 141, 142, all HBCU campuses. Alexa, that's what we do. Spotify, that's what we do with Money Making Conversations. We spread the word. We give you options to listen because Money Making Conversations is about you. Each Money Making Conversations radio talk show podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. In fact, this past weekend, I was in at University of Houston doing a speech for the organization called SURE. That's S-U-R-E, capitalized. University of Houston is the number one school for entrepreneurship. It was amazing. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm spreading the brand. I'm standing in front of people. I'm preaching. I'm preaching the gospel of truth, that you can be successful, that you can win. But you have to be, but you have to be motivated by being consistent and have a sense of purpose. Not, and that purpose has to be tied to a plan. Faith is great, but you better have that business plan. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. Everybody travels a different path to to success. It's your brand. It's your story. My guests, in turn, deliver information about their career, motivation, budget planning, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. That's what Money Making Conversation is all about. That's what we've been doing. That's how we've been building this brand. I'll be in NAPTI in January. Uh, pitching this as a TV show. So the, the, the sky is, it's not even a limit here. We're going to do this. My next guest is the executive producer, Laugh Mob, Laugh Tracks, which is in the second season on True TV. But let's go back. Let's go back. This is where me and him, you know, step into the world because he's also co-created with Russell Simmons, the HBO Deaf Comedy Jam. He was working behind the scenes, recruiting the best unrecognized, uh, unknown, or just starting out comedians in the world as a producer or talent scout or a good friend. Many industry influencers consider him a career maker because he helped my career. I would not be sitting here 
if he had not chosen me to be on Def Comedy Jam. We'll talk about that during the interview. He surely can be credited with discovering Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle. I did Dave Chappelle. He and I did Def Comedy Jam together. Chris Tucker, Bill Bellamy, that's my boy. Got him on my speed dial, sexual entertainer. He's done my show, Money Making Conversation, many times. Mike Epps, that's a fool. Did the movie with, uh, me and Steve did it with um, Beyonce. We did that movie together. Monique, Monique, I did a TV show, The Parkers. Tracy Morgan, that fool. Know about him, did a comedy concert at the Houston Arena and Houston, Texas with him. And a multitude of other comedians. I'm just letting you know what he's done. He's allowed me to have a lane of participation. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Bob Sumner. And <laughs> it's just so cool, so cool to be something you right now, man. I'm so proud of you. I don't know what to do. What's happening? You still got that lawnmower? <laughs> uh, what's it up? I said, you still got that lawnmower. Absolutely. Remember the lawnmower, the, the, the person snoring, sound like a <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you something, Bob. Let's, let's go back, man, because, you know, we're going to talk about Laugh Mob, which is a really, it's, it's, it's you know, I've watched several episodes. I'm a fan of it because it's like a sketch comedy show tied into a stand-up comedy show, which is really wow. fascinating from a creative standpoint because, you know, wow. I'm watching that show, and because of the way they produce it and the stand-up comedy, I've already dove in. That's how excited about it because I do want to talk about our journey together and the comics and comedians' lives you've changed and the facts changed the way we we look at comedy today from Steve Harvey to Cedric and Entertainer, who's on CBS right now. D.L. Hughley has a syndicated, a nationally syndicated show. And, of course, Bernie Mac, who will always be legendary in what he did, unfortunately, health reasons took him away. But there are other comics yeah. out there who walked on that stage, who was established, who still came on that stage and, you know, built their brand out. We're talking like the, you know, the, the Chris Tucker did five minutes and then became an international star. Five minutes on Sh- Def Comedy Sh- Jam. Sherwin Underwood, Ricky Smiley, Craig Robinson. <laughs> so many, man. You know, you know, yeah, uh, uh, Eddie Griffin. He do Michael Jackson and become yeah. a superstar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. man. Let me, can I just say, could I, before we go into all of that, you said something already that you pretty much hit the nail on the head, man. Um, in terms of why why this show um, was created, Laugh Moms Laugh Tracks was really based on. America really didn't know how Deaf Comedy Jam was built. Right. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. You know, everybody always see the faces, you know, the big names, just like everybody thinks that Diana Ross discovered the Jackson 5 when right. really it was Bobby Taylor from the Vancouver's. <laughs> right, you know, right. people don't know that that part. But um, what happened with me was I watched the landscape of where comedy had gone out of the 90s. You know, out of the 90s, man, mm-hmm. everybody was getting these sitcoms. Mm-hmm. People was meeting people. Mm-hmm. Sad didn't know Steve, mm-hmm. but they came to Death Comedy Jam and, and got a TV show. Right. Tracy Morgan didn't know Martin, mm-hmm. but he, he did what he did, and then he got on the Martin show. Mm-hmm. So many things like that, including, you know, I brought Dolomite to Death Comedy Jam. Right. I brought Wild Man Steve <laughs> to Death Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm to mix the new with the old. And what happened is when Def Comedy Jam went off the air and then uh, HBO bought the Chris Rock show into light and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. people don't understand that and, and you know for a fact, I was going all over the country finding these comedians in little hole in the walls yes. and 
this, that, and the other, and it just became magical after a while. But then all of that stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept the show going on the road where I, Kevin Hart won a contest for me, Coca Brown won a contest mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. D. Ray Davis. So the talent was still there, but we didn't really have a, a vehicle mm-hmm. to, to, for them. So with that being said, you know, the, the, the 2000 to 2010, some of these people started coming on, but I knew that there was a next generation, just right. like after Michael Jordan, you had Kobe Bryant, then right. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with comedy. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to L.A. and try to build a brand. Right. Okay. Right. My own brand. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Laugh Mob is nothing more than the acronym for Mob is more of Bob's best. So what I would do is I would go into these these big offices and talk to these people, but nobody really knew that it was Bob Sumner that did this. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to bring them a sketch show if possible, Mm -hmm. some more fresh stand-up. Nobody's hearing me. So you know what happened? I said, I'll just do it myself (laughs) and do it in a certain way Mm -hmm. where I can take all these stand-up comedians who don't have um, great tapes, you know, after the show, they're trying to peddle their tapes, but you get the tape and it's like um, video from shows, comic view or whatever that they've been on. Nobody wants that. They want something fresh. Right. So right. also you could take a fresh tape. If I identify who deserves a half hour or hour special, right. I'll shoot it myself and then try to sell it to a Showtime or HBO, which it actually worked. But I took all of the 16 hours of material that I had, the audio, and I treated it just like a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, you take that material and just like you take a turkey and you and you have the turkey, then you turn it into a uh, um, uh, a turkey sandwich, right, uh, right. Uh, a turkey casserole, <laughs> um, right, right, you right. turn it into turkey hash, Absolutely. you turn it into turkey yes. salad, you know, mm-hmm. you just do that. And that's what I did with the um, stand-up. And we took the audio that had stories, the comedians that had stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And some guys out of my office decided that they're going to try to take this and turn them into comedy videos. And we put them on YouTube. We started getting 60, 70 million views. Before you know it, here comes the networks trying to, you know, how can we be a part of this? And right. here we are. Uh, you know, first of all, let's let's really, if you watch <laughs> the show, if, if you watch the show, I'm telling you something, the stand-up comic is on stage, okay, doing his routine. And then they will seamlessly transition into a video that they are referencing in their stand-up comic. And you'll see... Mm-hmm. This is the cool thing about it. The the actor or actress that they've chosen are lip syncing the dialogue <laughs> from the comedian. I mean, dead on, dead on. That's mm-hmm. what I really mm-hmm. loved about it because I was like, wow. I mean, so whether it's a child actor or an adult actor, they are matching it, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. And that to me, whether it's a female uh, comedian or a male comedian, that's what I really, really loved about the show is like, Wow, this is really slick. You know, I, I got the reenactment of the comedy routine, but to be able to have the comic on stage and then to take, give you the visual of their joke, that's what you're doing. The visual of their yes. joke while they're doing the routine, it's pretty impressive, Bob. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty, pretty creative, brother. When you look at it, when you go back in time, you know, there's, there's a, only a few 
comedians who I haven't had an imprint on that are doing big things right now. And one of them, like when we talk about, you know, your, your career and how I said to you, you needed to like try to fine tune, you know, what you're doing so you could come over to, you know, the urban side of things. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened with a young lady by the name of Wanda Sykes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to see Wanda in her career, but she fell in right when Def Jam was moving out. Right. And, 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 and the trip is Wanda used to be my go-to, like you was my Houston go-to. Right, right, right. Wanda, <laughs> Wanda would be the one who would set up my showcases in the D.C. area. Mm. But she never once said, Bob, I'm doing this for you. Put me on the show. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even mm -hmm. about that. She was just going about it her way because she knew how to be entrepreneurial then. Right, you know what I mean? Right, she, was right. booking, she was doing this stuff, and now look at her. Right. She's a big-time producer and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of her. Right. You know, but it's just it's ways to do it because I still have some comedians from back in the day. They're still upset at me because they didn't get there. Right. But okay because they did come of you seven times right 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 i'm good well thank you for coming on my show um definitely uh this show has been amazing money making conversation because it allowed me to really realize my personal impact in the industry and then talk to people who are making an impact even today decades later and you are one of the people one of the stars of uh establishing a brand of comedic comedic talent in the industry at so many different levels. I'm talking to Bob Sommer, executive Sumner, executive producer of Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks, which is on in his second season on True TV, and you can see it on Friday nights. Uh, Bob, thank you for calling my show, my man. I appreciate you, brother. Listen, one last thing, though, okay, man. Cool. You know I'm also a curator of comedy at the Apollo Theater. See, 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 now, that, you, come on now. We're gonna, let's go and extend this interview. Talk about that now. See, <laughs> see what you ain't going to do to me, no, Bob. Man, what you ain't going to do to me, Bob, is like, uh, throw out. Know, throw, by the way, by when the I way. LA, when I went out to L.A. to build my brand. Yes, sir. Last month, I, I, I went to the comedy store. And I started giving comedians an opportunity there who wasn't getting the opportunities. Uh -huh. Then as things, as time went by, you know, some things happened over there that was not under my control. Right. And I was like, um, ceremoniously, um, escorted away <laughs> from the situation. But, you know, God is so good. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, chicken is good. God is great. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I had an opportunity. I got a phone call from the world-famous Apollo Theater to see if I would be interested in helping them bring the comedy, you know, comedy back. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we, um, we, we actually brought in the first three non-musical performers into the Apollo Walk of Fame, and that would be Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and the late, great um, Jackie Moms Maiden. Mm. And that just kicked us off into a series that we do called the Apollo Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're five years in over there. And what I'm doing is just what the Apollo does. Stars are born, legends are made. Mm -hmm. I'm showcasing a lot of the next generation. There's one guy in particular um, named Marshall Brandon, who I honestly believe is the next Bernie Mac slash Robin Harris. Mm. He captivates mm. audiences like that, but mm. nobody really knows who he is yet. Mm. But, yo, you and I, we're going to talk and we're going to figure it out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Bob, 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 Bob. Look here, 2020. Mm -hmm. This a 2020. Rashawn and Bob, 2020. 
This is what I've been doing all my life. This is what you've been doing all your life. We just have not produced anything together. But understand mm-hmm. that will change in 2020. Bob Sum, the incredible talent scout, the incredible producer. Just, just Google his name. S-U-M-N-E-R, first name Bob. It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature? Or the business traveler who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure? And don't forget grandparents. Blink XD2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XD2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash sale. BlinkProtect.com slash sale. Yes, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. I'm the host. Each Money Making Conversation radio talk show podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I spread the word. I spread the word to everybody who wants to. My information. My information is authentic. My information, my information is relevant. And more important, my information benefits you. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. Everybody travels a different path to success. It's your brand. It's your story. My guests deliver their stories about their career, motivation, budget planning, and how they lead a balanced life, which leads to the secrets of their success or to success. My next guest has a content-creating production company called Magic Lemonade. I love that name. The production company specializes in television, film, and uh, new media with offices in Hollywood, California, and Atlanta, Georgia. Her company, Magic Lemonade, creates and produces content from pre- to post-production for networks and studios. Known as the woman behind the laughs. I've known her a lot of of years, so I know for a fact she's been associated with me on many comedy productions. She made history last year as the first African-American female recipient of an Emmy for Outstanding Variety Special for her role as producer of a Dave Chappelle uh, comedy special and also won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, the fantastic and brilliant uh, producer, Ricky Hughes. Hey, hey, Rashawn, how are you? I had to put it out there, girl. You know, you're out there doing it. You know, you know, I, I saw your photos holding the Grammy and holding the Emmy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Share to us, you know. Well, thank you. You know, because uh, I don't like to, you know, because I got a couple of Grammys. I got some image awards, and I, you know, you can find them in my house. You know, they're not they they're not somewhere where, where you Grammy? right there, right there. You, you, either you're blind or you just don't want to look. My, my, <laughs> you can see my stuff when you walk in my house. So. Because, I, because you know, as, as, a, as a producer, you know, it's kind of like the, the crown jewel of people recognizing what you do because we operate behind the scenes. You know, the talent always gets recognized, gets recognized in the streets, generally gets recognized with a bigger paycheck. And But as a producer, yeah. talk to us about winning those awards. I mean, the, you know, these awards, one, you know, working with Dave Chappelle is always a joy, a pleasure, an honor. Um, and then to be recognized, you know, Dave, as you said, is always front and center, which as he should be. And, you know, these awards were really about our peers recognizing us for especially the Emmy was, you know, for Stan Lathan and I to be 
recognize, you know, as the producers who really, you know, put the show together and protected the voice for Dave. So, you know, when we sat there and, you know, we were up against some really big names and, um, you know, some comeback, Carol Burnett's comeback, you know, in the the room, Martin Short, Mm -hmm. you know, Carpool Karaoke. Like, there were some really big names there. So we were (laughs) really in the place where we're excited to be in this building at this moment, you know, sharing the moment. And then they started playing Killing Me Softly, and we heard the song. We're like, wait, that's Dave's favorite song. And then they said, Stan Lathan, Ricky Hughes, Dave Chappelle, and we kind of looked at each other. We're like, get up! (laughs) So we, you you know, finally got up because we just didn't really anticipate that. Um, but we stood, stood in a lot of gratitude and had a great time sharing that moment. And it's always great to feel like you're recognized by your peers, you know? You know, it's really special because uh, Stan Latham, you know, that, that, that's a legendary name that needs a documentary uh, attached to his name, okay? Cause that, I tell him all the time. He uh, is, you know, he is what, if you want to say the king of comedy, I would call Stan the king, or the emperor, <laughs> you know, because, um, and he's so humble and, you know, in his approach, but in the end, he's definitely one of my favorite people you know, on this earth. Oh, you know, Stan and I, you know, did Def Comedy Jam together. Stan did uh, Steve Harvey's uh, sitcom that was on the WB. Stan did uh, the, uh, the, the the Kevin Hart uh, improv show on uh, BET. Uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's constantly staying current. He constantly stays relevant. And I apologize, I forgot Deaf Comedy Jam, which changed the mm-hmm. face of stand-up comedy today. That's Stan Lathan. That's that's just part of, like, that's why she says he's the king of comedy. From a producer, <laughs> executive producer, from a, a director standpoint, you know, he, like I said, I, I, I consider him a friend. Uh, I consider him a mm-hmm. person, a, a mentor, because I've been in the position to stand back and watch what he does. But the, the key word that you said, very humble. Oh my God, he's so humble. It's, it's it's almost ridiculous. I mean, the fact that he goes back to Sesame Street and Mom's Mabley, like yes. there's such a breadth of work that stands, you know, between him. It's just, you know, humbling. And, and right now, you're the queen of of, of comedy producing. That's my <laughs> girl here, Miss Ricky Hughes. So you know, let, let, I, let's let's talk about some of the times I met you. Okay, uh, just mm-hmm. to show you the journey. Uh, I like to say the the first and only BET comedy special way back mm-hmm. when the Steve Harvey host and I was fortunate to be a, a producer on the show along with you. And then uh, yes. we several times on Rip the Runway, uh, mm-hmm. which, which I thought was a cool concept of uh, of uh, being able to making making a fashion, our version of uh, Victoria's Secret's runway. And um, in those those moments of meeting you, what I always encountered was professionalism, you knew your job, and you stayed on top of the game. Of course, I talked about the Monique talk show. Just other projects that I wasn't personally involved, I would walk in and see you there, always smiling, always on top of your game. What motivates you to be successful? Just, you know, my motivation is really just to be great and in everything that I do and make sure that I'm impeccable with my words. A lot of times that keeps me with kind of with my head down and just moving quickly through things. Um, I know as a leader of the ship, it's always important. I know that every eye is always on me. So it's always important to be calm, cool, and collective. Like never, no one ever hears me speak above this voice, no matter what's going on. And I know that there is a responsibility in that. And I just, you know, I, I own that. And, uh, you know, it's really important for me that everything that we put onto that screen is really reflective of what our intentions were. Now, it's really so interesting. It's, you know, 
when I profit. hear you talk because it's true. She, this is her tone. When she's uh, if she if she is upset, she never, uh, I say, uh, brings it out. She she will have the conversations, let you know if you're doing your job right or wrong. But the thing about it is that consistency. But let's talk about before we even get into the how you started in music and the transition over the name of your company, Magic Lemonade. Give us that backstory. <laughs> <laughs> So Magic Lemonade, one, I just want to <laughs> you say. Know you know I had to ask a, about that. Now, Magic Lemonade, where does that come from? <laughs> well, Magic Lemonade came from a place, you know, at the point where I wanted to, you know, I'd worked for, with so many other people, and I realized it was time for me to hang out my own shingle. Right. And I said, you know, what happens, no matter, no matter what happens with any projects that are brought to me or that I create, I always have to add a little magic to it <laughs> to make it the sweetest lemonade possible. And the biggest thing is you can't say it without smiling. Absolutely. So it's just, it's a reminder that look, we can't take this so serious. You know, we really need to just enjoy ourselves. To me, the journey is just as, just as important as the final product. So I like to make sure that, you know, I created a place where everyone that comes there feels heard. Everyone that works with me feels like we're working together and not for me, and that they understand that this is all just a magical experience, and let's just get on the ride and have a good time. We know that, really, first of all, you're right, because when you said Magic Lemonade, I immediately went to my, you know, Chick-fil-A Lemonade. I love their lemonade. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I went right there, you know, my favorite lemonade. So I, you know, I'm already smiling, thinking about where I'm going to stop when I finish this podcast today or this <laughs> live radio show today. You know, when I when I think about the, the way we develop our relationships, it's always a journey. Like, for instance, to be a producer, the writer, the sitcom, and all the things I've done in my life and a manager, I started out as a stand-up comedian. And I thought I was going to be the next Richard Pryor. Or at the time when I started, Eddie Murphy was everywhere, so I was competing with his world. And then Def Jam came along, and that gave me a comedic opportunity. But you didn't start out being the queen of comedy from a producing standpoint. Talk about the start of your career in music. Not, not at all. You know, I started off in music. Um, I worked with, um, we had a soundtrack that was, um, I don't know if you know George Jackson and Doug McHenry. Come on. Um, I did Jason's Lear. I know you I did, did Jason's Lear. Okay. <laughs> you know, and at this point, soundtracks were really big. And I had, um, and so they needed a soundtrack and I brought in, I brought in Warren G and his crew for the Jason's Lyric soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So um, coming from there, Warren's manager said, hey, I got these kids. They've never been on the road. Can you help me with them? So I started managing with Ron G, with Warren G, and started taking all the guys on the road. And that was the start of my music career. I ended up working (laughs) at Priority Records for some years. And then when we did the final bio for EMI, I said, I'm out. I would rather go to film and TV. Mm-hmm. Moved over. I started working with uh, Carl Craig and Ralph Farquhar. And so we started producing shows from there. So my entry from music into TV was through comedy. Well, my friend, we're going to talk soon. Uh, I'd love to bring you back on when uh, we know the uh, Jeff Friday show comes out. Just to talk about yes. it. Yes. Just to talk about it. You know, that's, that's going to be the first quarter because I know you're going to have something in the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. Uh, and, Absolutely. Um, you know, you'll be throwing out some sitcom talk, some tour talk, all <laughs> kind of good stuff. But that's what you do. And congratulations on starting your production company. I know it's up, been up for a while, but working with people that I, I admire, uh, Ralph Farquhar, uh, Stan Lathan, Carl Craig, I would have to say those three young men had an effect on who Rashawn McDonald is today. Oh, 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. We talk soon. Bye-bye. It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature. Or the business traveler who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure. And don't forget grandparents. Blink XD2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XD2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last. Visit BlinkProtect.com sale. BlinkProtect.com slash sale. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.MoneyMakingConversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. My next guest is a first-timer on, the, on, this, on this format. And I'm happy to always introduce new talented people to the show because they bring new information. They also educate me. I always tell people I have a rule about myself. I wake up every morning dumb. I use that in a very positive way so I can accept information and I won't be challenged and I don't walk through life being a know-it-all. That is very important if you're trying to um, digest so much information that's being brought to you on a sometimes on a rapid rate because of the fact that we have cell phones. The fact that we have people text you, people call you. You can't walk away. Back in the day when I was growing up, you could walk away from house, and if they didn't catch, catch you before you after you walked remote, they didn't, you didn't talk to them until you got back home, unless you ran into them in the streets. That's not the case anymore. My next guest is a vice is the vice president of multicultural leadership for African American Black Strategy and Outreach at AARP. She serves as the national voice for AARP's engagement with African American and Black communities throughout through partnerships with multicultural organizations to drive AARP's social impact. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Shani Houston. Thank you. Thank you, Rashawn, for having me. And uh, it is such a pleasure to uh, join the money-making <laughs> conversations today. Thank you so much. Well, then let's talk about you. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about it. First of all, I am a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And I was reading your bio, and you are a member of AKA. I am a, a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Authority <laughs> Incorporated. Uh, uh, well, for 30 years. I just celebrated my 30-year uh, anniversary, actually. Well, that's awesome. I, 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 it's so funny because I, uh, I, I, I pledged in uh, 81, in 81. So I uh, got a few years in the, in the fraternal world over you, which is cool. And I got, mm-hmm. I got my, for the New Year's Eve celebration, flying uh, for my, uh, my three line brothers and another fraternity brother. We're going to spend New Year's Eve together in Atlanta. Just a part of life. You know, these people that you don't know, you go to college and they become a part of your, your emotional base for the rest of your life. And that's why I wanted to bring that up because I know you, you, you feel the same way. It, uh, you know, it is, it is really a gift um, 
to the sorority. I really get emotional even talking about it. My line sisters uh, mean everything to me. Mm-hmm. We um, have been through so much together. Mm-hmm. We continue to have a bond after 30 years, and that's what the beauty of it um, is. We went to uh, homecoming. We pledged at, uh, I pledged at Hampton University, a proud member of Gamma Theta Chapter. <laughs> and uh, we went back for homecoming this year and uh, laughed, cried, Mm-hmm. ate together, had just a great time, spending time just catching up. And we picked right back up where, where we, you know, where we were 30 years ago. But what we do is really just try to be there for one another because those, those uh, friendships and bonds are truly, truly priceless. You know, it's really, so it's exactly re- right. It's really great when I hear you talk like this. Uh, my executive producer of Money Making Conversation, she's a graduate of Hampton. So soon as you said Hampton, you know, she started dancing <laughs> in the booth. Okay. Let you know that every time I, and I'm telling you something. It's a lot of your Hamptons got it going on because I, I interview a lot of successful Haptonians. Haptonians, you know, she she corrected me. Haptonians got it going on. Yeah. So uh, let, let's move on from your sure. proud graduate of HBCU. Boom, a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated from Hampton University. Thirty years, in fact. So let's talk about your role as Vice President of Multicultural Leadership for African-American Black Strategy and Outreach at AARP. What exactly is that? So I am um, immensely blessed to uh, lead our African-American and Black Strategy work at AARP. I have I've been um, a colleague here at AARP for about four years now. And uh, this role is really sometimes I have to pinch myself for Sean. It really gives me the <laughs> opportunity to um, really uh, share my my strengths, my talents, right. my gifts that I've been given back to really share information to help the African-American audience. I remember in my 20s, this guy mm-hmm. approached me. He was a coworker, and he was saying, Rashawn, you need to just save $50 a month. Right. Uh, and, you know, and that was a struggle for me. $50? Really? You know, because I couldn't, I couldn't, it was a struggle for me because I couldn't see what $50 would grow to, you know, what, 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 mm-hmm. what the opportunities. And, I, and I realizing that, that it's all about accumulation and it's all about dollar cost averaging. It's all about participating. So if you're saving a thousand dollars a year, just say, if you save a thousand dollars for 30 years, that's $30,000. Okay. That's $30,000. That's a lot of money. Okay. When you when you look at it, and so the process that you're talking about is the same thing in the sense of just start, and and then you can go online and you can see how the growth of your investment can happen if you do it a certain way. Correct. Right, and and that's the beauty of it. Um, and and I again, I also want to thank Kelly and the team at Joy Collective. It was just rewarding working on the campaign um, with. Um, just amazingly talented black women from mm-hmm. uh, from Joy, from uh, the director, the production company. Absolutely. It was truly a campaign um, created by, by black women for black women that really felt passionate about this because what we know is that um, African-American black women, we typically have to work seven to eight months to earn what our white male counterparts mm-hmm. make in one year. Mm-hmm. And so we know that equity pay gap. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the um, information not getting to the communities um, at the same rate or at, with the same access that other communities can get, we also know that there's a pay gap that exists. And so right. if we don't start sharing this information now and empowering uh, black women, then we'll continue to, to have that gap. And so that's really the, the design of the campaign. And when you go online, again, it's a free uh, three-minute digital 
coaching session. I'm online. I'm, I'm reading it right now. I'm online right now. It's, it's time to pay yourself more for retirement. A free three-minute yeah. chat. The friendly digital retirement coach will give you the tips you need to help boost your savings. Girl, this is this is looking good already. Our Shiro. All right. And we want, and we again wanted to um, make sure that black women that we see ourselves in our ads, and, and we do that across AARP. As I mentioned, we have a full multicultural team in it, in, in our ads and our creative materials. We want to make sure that it's resonating and that it's culturally relevant, that it speaks to um, our audiences. And so that's what this campaign, um, Tribute to She Rose, does. It really it honors black women. And you'll see in the different, uh, the different creative ads, whether it's the mom cooking and taking care of her family, whether uh-huh. it's the, she's the wife or whether it's, um, you know, a woman who's coming from work and has a side hustle and, and, and you know, teaching <laughs> right, yoga in right. a community center right. that eventually, you know, is able to save and get her own, uh, you know, yoga studio. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, you know, her, her turning her passion, you know, in, into her purpose. Um, I, I, so lo- I love the campaign. Uh-huh. Just hearing you talk about the campaign because it's talking about entrepreneurship. It's talking mm-hmm. about it's talking about the 40 hour week mom. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the responsibility mm-hmm. of, of delivering and being responsible. But the thing about it, when I went to the website, you know, it's called www.aceyourretirement.org forward slash Shiro. You know, I saw three different women there. And one of the women were younger, was, was a young, mm-hmm. young woman. And I, and I bring that up because, it's, you know, I got a 22-year-old daughter. I constantly talk to her and just, just give her information because that information, when you tell a younger person, young person something, they might not get it. But hopefully a year or five years in that process of, of, of trying to figure it out, they will get it. And so I saw that photo as what you're trying to say. You're saying, look, Rashawn, we're, we're creating a campaign so we can capture generational people so they can move forward and they all win. And not just a person who's near retirement, a person who's past retirement. We're trying to educate people by by creating this this this. Like I said earlier, in the 20s, I was approached. Now, it wasn't until I was 32 that I actually started saving money. And I went to Merrill Lynch, and I just started, you know, investing a little bit in stock. And that has paid off for me because I did start at such an early age. And so it's really important that people understand that what you are pitching is opportunity, education, and financial freedom. Exactly, and exactly. And, And it's never too late. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one of the things when we did our research for the campaign and we did market research and we talked to, to women, you know, in different parts of the country, we uh, we wanted to create a, a campaign that was empowering mm-hmm. and that um, a tool that really meets you where you are. So um, when you log on again, aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro, you can uh, put in information. It'll the digital coach will ask a few questions about, um, you know, your retirement goals or your saving plan. Currently, where you are, what age you'd like to, um, you know, retire. Are you contributing to an employee savings plan? And then it will provide you personalized tips, like a plan for yourself that you can also share with. Uh, you can email it. You can share it with your HR. Um, counterparts to to um, get more information to right. see how your employer can support you, whether it be increasing your savings in your retirement savings, whether it's sending it to an accountability partner or sister friend that can be your accountability partner um, to help you. But 
the, the tools really meet you where you are and really help to empower you and really show you that it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And every little bit helps, whether it's stretching just a little bit to increase, you know, uh, per paycheck what you're saving or um, increasing your, your annual um, con- contributions to your savings plan. It gives you some options, um, whether you plan to, to retire and the benefits of even waiting to age 70, if possible, Absolutely. Um, you know, to collect Social Security. So we're, there are a variety of uh, tips practical, mm-hmm. real-world tips that can uh, really help you today. I'm going to tell, tell you how excited I am about this, Ms. House. Mm-hmm. You know, your first-time guest, AARP, I love your company. I love what you're doing, asiaretirement.org. Right there is, that, that, that right there is slick, it's smooth, forward slash Shiro. On Thursdays, I have what I call a, a, a post where I just, I just give on my social media. 75% of my social media followers are women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know. And they, follow, you? they follow mm-hmm. me because I bake. Okay. I'm just like, <laughs> if you find, if you go to my website, you will go, you go to my social media. I you saw, will, saw, you will get hungry. You will get hungry. You will get hungry. And this is what I want to do. I want to do. If you send me some videos, if you send me a poster, a, po- a social media banner, I will post it on my Thursdays for you. Okay. We Oh, wow. We appreciate that. We will definitely send that to you. Send it to you today. We appreciate that. The reason I'm saying that is because you are are in line with my audience. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You are in line with my audience. So it's only right that I educate my audience and and let them know about what I preach on a regular basis on money-making conversation. There's an opportunity for you to participate and for you to correct that that course that may not be as straight as it should be and you get information. I, 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 I respect what you're trying to do. You, you enjoy it. That's my girl Kelly over there. I love the way you shaped this whole this whole campaign. Now all I can do is, as Rushon McDonald with Money Making Conversation is be an assistant. Okay? I'm Magic Johnson coming down the court. I'm about to throw you a ball so you can dunk it. So, so, so send me that information so I can start passing out those assists for you. Okay? We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we appreciate money-making conversations <laughs> and uh, sharing our info information for asiaretirement.org. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to let you know, I have money-making conversations social media, and then I have Rashawn McDonald. I'm going to post this on my Rashawn McDonald, which has like almost 800,000 followers. Okay, oh, so wow. so I'm gonna just let you know you'll get both money making conversation, but also you're gonna get my personal. That's how much I believe in it, and that's how much. If you need me in the future in 2020, I'll be there to support you because you know diversity and education and information is so important to the communities who tend to be left out. It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion-activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature. Or the business traveler who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure. And don't forget grandparents. Blink XD2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XD2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash sale. BlinkProtect.com slash sale. My next guest, she's on the phone. I'm very happy. 
we joked around a little bit before we got on the air. She's from the Bronx to Broadway. Beyond, she's traveled to over 50 countries throughout Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, and the Caribbean, sharing her amazing singing gift. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't sing. So, you know, right there, you know, we won't be sharing any duets on this show. I can tell you right now. Her success has landed her in the national media, spotlight with television appearances on Oprah, TVN, and many more. She will co-star in the highly anticipated Broadway musical Girl from the North Country, which is inspired by and features the music of my man Bob Dylan. <clears throat> the play begins previews on February 7th at the, at the Belasco Theater in New York City. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Jeanette Fayadale. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for having me today. First of all, did, 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 did my intro hit your standards? Did, did I get you there, did, Jeanette? Did I did I lay you out right? That's why I need to make sure. You, you laid it out right. <laughs> you laid it out right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you know, because first of all, you know, I'm going through your bio. And first of all, you know, all my guests, are, I consider you an eclectic guest because of the fact that you're worldly. You know, you know, you know, I, I can't pigeonhole you. You know, you you're a singer, you travel around the world, you perform for dignitaries like the, the Obamas, you know, yes. ministers like Bishop T.D. Jakes. And so, uh-huh. you know, you know, interviewed and performed in front of Oprah. This is a high level of a, of a, of a entertainment and performance level. What drives you? That would be my first question to start off huh. my interviews. What drives you? At this point in Which your life, me. it's two levels, it's two levels. Well, let, me, let, me, let me step back because I've never asked that question before. What drove you to in the beginning and what drives you now? Okay. Um, what drove me in the beginning was I had a passion, um, a passion for singing and um, a passion to, to entertain. Right. So at a young age, I started singing. I, I grew up in the Bronx and um, I went to high school to performing arts. Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, you know, I could sing. I could always sing. But when I was coming up, I wanted to like rap. I wanted to be a rapper. That was my thing. <laughs> now, first of all, I have to ask you, Jeanette, can you rap, though? Maybe rap, maybe because you couldn't rap, push you back to singing. No, I could definitely rap. <laughs> definitely. I thought I was going to be like the next MC Light, mm-hmm. you That's know, my girl. the next Queen Latifah. Wait a minute, I might be aging myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I, I was young when I was listening to them. Absolutely. And I felt like, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So through junior high school, I was rapping. And when I got to LaGuardia High School Performing Arts, I was still rapping, but then I was surrounded by a bunch of people who were just really talented. They could sing, they could dance, they could act. And it's there that I caught the the Broadway bug. Because Broadway wasn't even in my mind at all. It's not something that I grew up with or anything. But um, I took a class uh, audition prep at LaGuardia. It was an elective arts vocal major. And once I took that class, they showed us how to get jobs. And we had to, like, one of our assignments was to go on an audition. We, mm-hmm. they, they showed us how to use this magazine. It was backstage magazine. It was, like, the hard copy at the time. And they were like, you know, find an audition, go on it. And I did it, and I actually booked what I went on. And after that, it was like, oh, good. I, I just love theater. Right. So, so that's how I started. And then I just, I, I stayed um, passionate and I just pursued it. I mean, well, there's a story in between that. I went to college <laughs> for health science. I did a bachelor's in health science because it was like, that was my backup plan just in case things didn't work out. And thank God I never needed my backup plan because after I graduated, I worked in corporate America for like six months. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up thing and singing full time. You know, it's really interesting because my, you know, my backup plan was I got a degree in mathematics, worked for IBM. 
And, oh. I, I, you know, I, you know, I don't even think it's a backup plate. I think that that's, you know, people in life, tell, they kind of, like, push you in the direction where they understand, you know. So yeah. people don't understand singers. They don't understand actors. They don't understand comedians. They understand, mm-hmm. hey, you, you know, go to 8 to 5, 40 hours a week. You go to college. You get a job. And that's what you did. That's what I right. did. But that wasn't your passion. That wasn't what you right. excited you. That You know, you go to work and you see people really kind of like going through the motions. Most of them complaining about where they're at and not really excited yeah. about the next step. And I always felt that if I could see what's going to happen tomorrow in my life, mm-hmm. then that's not the job I wanted to do. And, right. And so when I would go to work and there was nothing negative where I worked, great people. But I knew what I was going to do tomorrow. I knew what I was going to do next week. That was not the future for me. I needed a I needed a work in an environment, a career where I didn't know. I did I knew there was great opportunity, Jeanette, but I didn't know. So that means I had to right. work real hard. And I think that's the same drive that's in, that's inside you as well. Yeah, um, it's it's funny because one thing I'm happy about, I feel like my college experience definitely prepared me for the industry because I will tell you, as an actress. You're always in school. Guess You know why? You have to be so disciplined because you're always learning lines. You're always doing research. It's like college never ends. Right, right. But I'm happy that I had to, I have that discipline because it's not, it's not easy. My family and friends are always like, how do you memorize this stuff? Oh, I know. Like, how are you doing this research? And, like, and I'm also a writer. I wrote a, um, um, I wrote a musical entitled Cheetah right. that ran off Broadway. We That's traveled right. around the world. We just got back from London, London a, right? a month ago. Mm-hmm. We were there for five weeks. We did 39 shows. Oh, but um, even with my process in writing that musical, people are always like, how did you do it? The research and the, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, I feel like if you went to college, you can, you can, <laughs> you can do this stuff. It's research. It takes time. It takes discipline. And I have all those things. And that definitely helps with my success. I'm going to tell you something, Jeanette. You really, you know, you really, you, you, because you're gifted. Let's go, on, first of all, say that. True enough. And you're disciplined. Let's say that, too, because I always tell people that in order to be su- successful, you have to be consistent, you have to be disciplined, and you have to be uh-huh. fearless. Hey, you, you just casually went, you know, started off Broadway, and then they went to London. Okay, come on, <laughs> stop. You know. Yeah. It, people just try to get off Broadway. Now you're in London at the same time. Ran five weeks over it, there. Congratulations. You know Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it was it was it was pretty amazing. And the reception that we got in London and the other thing <clears throat> is that my, my, our producers, we um, we did something that was very smart. We did. Well, they did something that was very smart. Um, we actually recorded it for film, for TV. Mm. And um, it's just amazing. And it's just it's, it's there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really excited about it, and I'm just excited that it was captured. What we did in London was captured, so now the world can see it and mm-hmm. have access to it. it it'll only so, be a matter of time. You have Prime out there, Amazon, you know, all these. The, oh, yeah. Hulu, oh, yeah. It's, CBS. I'm so excited for the future of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also excited about what's happening with Girl from the North Country. There you go. Um, I love her. I see, that's, what you that's what and you do. That's what you do. tell you, I got a chance to spend 40 <laughs> minutes with Bob Dylan. And it was amazing. He was so, he was so um, appreciative of the work that we done on stage, um, mm-hmm. of the work that I did in my character and the song that I sang. He complimented the song, and I was like, ah. He's like, you know, I sing the song called True Love. He's like, you know, True Love is a re- that song is really good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the song I'm singing. He's like, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so 
wonderful. And it's sometimes you hear about these legends and you think, like, oh, they're not going to be friendly and they're going to be strange. He was just, just, just great, amazing, down to earth. And I felt like I could talk to him all day. Well, it's really interesting because he's, you know, well, you, first of all, you, you're talking to history. That's that's mm-hmm. the, that's the amazing part of the conversation. I know when I met Elton John, and then uh, Ooh, just yeah. just being in the presence of Muhammad Ali. Uh, oh just, wow! You know, it, it you you want to uh, you want to be able to ask so many questions because mm-hmm. they've, they've been through so many different steps and the, uh, courageous steps in, in their lives. Yes. You know, because you know yes. every journey. I would say every decade holds a different journey for each individual, and so they've lived so many decades. And so when you meet a person like Bob Dylan. <clears throat> you know, you know, wow. Talking about the sixties. Okay. Come right. on. Now. You know, and, and, and to, and to go through that. Did you ask him any question or you just, just experienced the moment with him and accepted the compliment <laughs> or how was it? It was so interesting. Um, it was at his concert and me and um, um, one of the other stars of girl from the North country, um, Mayor Winningham, who is amazing in the show. It was the two of us that were with him in his dressing room. And um, I have to tell you, First, it was a, it was surreal, and I was trying to take in every moment. And it's funny because I felt like everything that came out of my mouth was just like insignificant. Right, right. <laughs> because I was just so like I was trying to take in every moment, what the room looked like, what he was saying, you know. And I did. I asked a couple of questions about um about the songs that he wrote. Like, um, there's a song that I sing called um um, the, um Gypsy. Right. Uh, I went to see the gypsy. Okay, I can't think of the song right now. But (laughs) (laughs) well, February seventh, the preview starts, so you will be on point by then. Now, just tell us basically, "Girl from the North Country." What exactly is that? "Girl from the North Country." Well, that's one of the songs that he wrote. Mm -hmm. The the musical is entitled "Girl from the North Country." So this this music, yes, the music is based on Bob Dylan. Um, the music is from Bob Dylan. But the story is not Bob Dylan's story. It takes place in his hometown. But mm-hmm. it was written by the, one of the best playwrights, um, Connor McPherson. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he wrote a play. And the music complements the play. The music is like a soundtrack to the play. So it's almost like watching a movie. So the music is not driving, it's not it's not moving the story, the story forward, right. but it's giving you the emotions of the character. Wow. You know, so it's different in that sense. Like most juice box musicals, the songs are, right. they try to make the songs part of the story and have the songs tell the story, but that's not the case here. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's like watching a movie and then you hear the songs that come on that complement the scenes and the um, emotions of the character. Amazing. I'm talking to Jeanette Bayardell. Correct, Bayadel, right? Yes, Jeanette Bayadel. I'm still rolling with. I'm still rocking with that name. So she is a co-star. She's co-starring in highly anticipated Broadway musical "Girl from the North Country," which is inspired by and features the music of Bob Dylan. The play begins previews February seventh. February is my birthday month, so you may see me, Jeanette, in New Come York on, City. Come no, on, not, not May. We'll see you. <laughs> I will be there. I got a couple of friends up there. Don Lewis is on another play. So I'll be busy in the month yes. of February up there. I'm so happy you came on my show, Money Making Conversation. We'll promote it as soon as it comes out. Me. Please tell everybody to send your social media banners so we can promote and drive people to buy tickets. That's what Money Making Conversation is about, building your brand, promoting your brand, extending your brand to markets that may not understand how gifted you are because they don't understand that's a market they should appreciate. That's Broadway. 
Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. It may not be over the river and through the woods, but if you're traveling over the holidays, protect your home and valuables with Blink security cameras. Blink X-T2 cameras are motion activated. Place them anywhere, and when they detect motion, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. Who on your gift list would love a Blink security camera? A busy mom whose Blink camera alerts her when the kids get home from school and lets her chat with them using the two-way talk feature. Or the business traveler who will sleep better knowing his family is safe and secure. And don't forget grandparents. Blink XD2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA lithium batteries for up to two years. Blink XD2 security cameras are the perfect gift for everyone on your nice list. Save up to 25% now through December 24th on Blink cameras and systems. Plus, get a free Amazon Echo with the purchase of any system while supplies last. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash sale. BlinkProtect.com slash sale. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.